Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bocce Boys. Um, short little hiatus again. Told you we're not. We're all over the place. School's getting in the swing of things. Me and Davis are now adjusted. We think we're ready to continue this. Just keep, just keep bias, guys. We got it. But it's the day after the super, two days after the Super Bowl. My apologies. Plus other news. Ben Simmons was traded. Something I don't know how we didn't talk about this sooner. Me and Davis are both excited to talk about it. As we said, the Super Bowl. We'll talk about some uh, our, of our bets for tonight and whatnot. But thank you for coming back to the Bocce Boys. The show is starting right now. Summer, all I did was rest. New Year's, all I did was stretch. Valentine's Day, I had sex. We'll see what's about to happen next. This ain't no regular shit. We never begging for shit. Niggas is ready to quit. Shit that they hate to admit. In Texas, I keep a rifle inside of the whip. Call it driving a stick. In Vegas, I get two million a night from the wind just to run through the hits. All that on top of the chips. Davis. What's going on? Welcome back. Yes. Um, as always, we apologize for the hiatus, but we're not going to get too far into that. Davis, Super Bowl two days ago was great, but how do you feel that we don't have football for six months? Yeah, it's a shame. It, you know, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna be looking a lot more at college basketball in the NBA. Yeah. I'll say that right now. <laughs> also, one sneaky thing: um, March Madness is like around the corner. It Very is. Very much around the corner, which is awesome. Uh, I like kind of like that with like the second week of the February Super Bowl. We got March Madness coming up, which means it's time to turn it up on college basketball. Big game tonight with my villain of the Wildcats taking on Providence Friars. Should be a good game. But, Davis, let's get to the Super Bowl first. This is a great game. One of the best Super Bowls in recent memory, I think, um, besides the Eagles one, excluding mm-hmm. that one. Um, an even better halftime show, which I think we were crapping on before, but – I think we both liked it a lot. Yeah, it was um, really good. But let's talk about the game, Davis. It was a great game, obviously, as many of you, I would hope, know. The L.A. Rams are your 2022 Super Bowl champions. Um, how does that sound to your ears? If you told me that before the season, I'd kind of be like, yeah, they you know, they kind of should be there. And especially after yeah. the Von Miller trade, it, it would have been a really bad thing for the Rams if they didn't win it this year. Of course, we all had the Chiefs and the Bills and the Bucks and the Packers mm-hmm. up there. But, you know, overall, really entertaining matchup, you know, yeah. excluding the actual game. This was a very entertaining matchup. Mm-hmm. And um, if I told you beginning of the season, the Rams would be in it, like you just said, you probably would have been like, okay, I see it. But the Bengals being in the Super Bowl, that was way out of left field. Um, if I'm sure some people have seen the clip, but Dan Orlovsky said beginning of the year that he thought Joe Burrow with a good defense could make the Super Bowl, and obviously Stephen A. blasted him, made fun of him. But it looks like Dan Orlovsky was right. I mean, the Bengals had a ton of weaknesses. Their defense was not amazing. Their offensive line was, again, one of the worst in the league. But Joe Burrow being, as you know, the cool guy, the, the like one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league right now, carried them, not single-handedly, but he did carry them to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Davis, I wanted to ask you this before we dive into the Rams more. Um, do you see Joe Burrow and the Bengals making it back to the Super Bowl? I don't know. Let's say within five or ten years. Uh, this is a really interesting question. Um, you know, the I've heard so many things about this question. I, I've mm-hmm. been I've heard analysts get asked this question. I, I'd have to say no in, in the five okay. years. Uh, you okay. know, you have teams like the Chiefs and the Bills who you know, young quarterbacks, like, you know, Joe Burrow's young, obviously too, but mm-hmm. those guys are still on a, on like an elite pedestal compared yeah. to Joe Burrow. So, totally. you know, I, I think 
I would have to say no. I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I think that I see the Chiefs and the Bills there three times in the next five years. Me too. Um, I think it's a really tough question because in my gut, it's it you have to say yes because I mean they did this their first year with like I would say half half a team, and um, that's not pointing to one direction or the other in terms of weakness, but mm-hmm. like they don't have a complete team like the Rams did. Their offense was great, and their defense was even better. And the Bengals probably couldn't say that. Um, I hope they get back to the spot. Joe Burrow was really, really entertaining to watch in this playoff run. But like you said, the AFC is going to be tough. Having to get past Mahomes, Josh Allen, uh, Herbert, Lamar Jackson maybe, and then potentially Aaron Rodgers. You never know where Russell Wilson's going to land. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of guys that could step up and, you know, take over the AFC crown. But let's talk about the Rams. I mean, they – Kind of had Team of Destiny vibes a little bit, but they were just the best team. They beat they beat every team that they needed to beat, and Matthew Stafford looked like an, a Hall of Fame quarterback, especially in the Super Bowl. I mean, a lot of us have seen the the catch um, that or the throw he had to to Cooper Cup on the final drive that was way better than any of Mahomes' no look passes, probably too because he did it in the last drive of the Super Bowl. Right. But, I mean, the Rams looked like one of the best teams we've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'd have to disagree with your point about Stafford having a hall of fame game. You know, I I think, I think Canton's right around the corner from him now. He, you know, he just has to stay healthy and, you know, step up on the accolades a little bit, but you know, three touchdowns is great. Two picks though. And, you know, he missed a lot of wide open guys, 26 for 40, um, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm not a huge completion to attempts because you never know, like 26 for four. That means that could mean 10 balls are dropped, you know, which was not the case, but no, you know, I, I think that this game was a little too close for the Rams and I'd have to blame Sean McVay for a little bit of it. I think some of the play calling wasn't good. Um, you know, especially leaving Cam Akers out there when yeah. he was 13, 13 for 21, like he had 21 yards on the ground. Um, the Rams could not run the ball at all. They only had 43 yards with a one one point nine uh, yards per carry, which is just yeah. if you told me that before the game, I would be hammering Cincinnati money line uh, <laughs> if the Rams would run the ball for 43 yards. Um, you just but, had to say that. Was that a, was that yeah. a shot at me? No, 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 no. Like that's like if if I told you that the Rams would run the ball for 43 yards and less than two yards a carry, like. That's you would think that the Bengals are going to win the game. You know yeah, what I mean? That, like, mm-hmm. With that stat, you would think the Bengals are going to win the game, but you know it didn't. It didn't happen that way. The Rams' defense definitely stepped up in the second half, and that was definitely nice to see. Yeah, I mean Von Miller was a big, a hugely underrated part of that defense. He didn't really do like much on the in the first half, but the second half, he had two sacks, a couple tackles, and um, I think he is the the highest rated defensive player in the Super Bowl in the last couple of years. Um, the only person that is close to the PFF grade is him in the Super Bowl 50. Um, mm. He played really well. Aaron Donald was a monster, absolute monster, man on a mission kind of stuff. Uh, I think he was just like, I, we got to the Super Bowl again. I'm not, I'm not fucking losing. Sorry. Like I'm, I'm not losing this time. Right. Um, a lot of speculation about his future as well as there was a report right before the game started that said there's a strong possibility that he retires if they win. And he has not said anything about that really since. He, he was like, I'm just going to enjoy the moment, which understandable. You just won the freaking Super Bowl. Take all the time you need. But how different – or what do the Rams need to do to get back to the Super Bowl again next year? 
I think they need to stay healthy and, you know, maybe bring in a few more pieces on, uh, on the offensive side, especially if, you know, Cam Akers and, you know, is not the answer, you know, Daryl mm-hmm. Henderson uh, had a great year this year coming off, you know, coming off the bench basically with sure, Cam yeah. Akers tearing his Achilles uh, seven or eight months ago. So I just think you know, being consistent and especially in a tough NFC West, um, you know, Seattle is going through some things yeah. right now. I don't, we don't know if Russell's going to get traded and especially with Arizona, Kyler, the whole Kyler Murray stuff. I mean, that stuff is wild too. So, so I think, weird. you know, as, as long as they can get past uh, the 49ers and which they were scary, like they, I think they beat them twice this year. The 49ers mm-hmm. beat the Rams twice this year and three tries. And, uh, and then the 49ers blew the game against the Rams yeah. in the NFC championship game. So I think, uh, I think the Rams are going to have an easier path without possibly without Rogers and Brady in the NFC now. Um, mm-hmm. But we'll just have to see, but I, I like, I like where the Rams are, looking except for their future because they don't have the draft picks uh the draft no. capital anymore but they do have a lot of their guys on a contract for next year which is usually not something you can say with these super bowl teams like whether they're going to retire or not aaron donald is under contract jalen ramsey's under contract uh i think stafford is another year left and they're expected to extend him um they obviously still have cooper cup they can they can add odell again I saw he did tear his ACL, which sucks, uh, especially when he had a touchdown and it looked like he was going to have a good game. But, I mean, dude, the Rams look really, really good. I thought Stafford looked dominant at times in the Super Bowl. He didn't have, like, a crazy performance or else he probably would have been MVP. But he did the things that needed to be done to win a Super Bowl. And uh, I saw something that was crazy where, like, Stafford and Rodgers have the same amount Super Bowls and Stafford was in Detroit for 12 years. Yep. No, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen a ton of that on social media mm-hmm. right now. But I mean, you know, let's get to the nit and gritty real quick of the game. Like the the last two minutes of the game, that last Rams drive and Bengals drive. Like you, how how are there four penalties in the red zone basically for the Rams? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially the one with Wilson on Cup, which is right here. We uh, we brought, pulled that up, but like. How, how is this holding? I, I don't, I don't understand how this is holding. Um, and there, you know, there are a ton, there are other. Well, that's the um, hold right there. He grabbed, he grabbed his Jersey kind of. And but I, I know what you're saying. It makes sense. But the, I saw a stat. I, I didn't even realize this. Um, there were four penalties in the last two minutes of the game. There were four penalties in the first 58 minutes of the game. And you're talking about the T Higgins touchdown, which was a face mask on T oh Higgins. God, that was really ter- bad. Terrible offense. I, I, the rest are, you know, not. I'm saying this as a fan, not as a, an analyst or whatever. But like, they, uh, you know, they that was a makeup call. That was definitely yeah. a makeup call. Mm. And it would have been really bad if the Bengals won the Super Bowl because then, at least if I was a Rams fan, I would be like, dude, look, like that. That touchdown should not should not have counted. He clearly grabbed it by the face mask and threw him to the ground. Um, but I agree, it was probably a makeup call. Um, obviously, they, they I think they probably just missed it too. But yeah, I mean those those fouls fouls the, those penalties at the end of the game are really bad. But I think it was honestly smart on the Bengals' part. Like they knew the ball was going to go to Cooper Cup almost every time, and what I mean they had to do anything they could to make sure he didn't catch it. And most of the time they did until they didn't. Um, right. But, yeah, I, I, some of those calls were a, a little crazy. But, you know, it's the Super Bowl. The refs are going crazy. They're doing any everything they can to make sure the, the game is fair so they don't get called out for it on social media because God knows the officiating has been as bad as almost ever this postseason. 
Yeah, but, totally. Um, and, then, and then the Bengals drive, like they had a, they had a nice, easy, you know, not easy, but they had some time on the clock where they could make a move and give McPherson a chance. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's where the Rams defensive line and front seven really stepped up in the last uh, in the second half and especially in the last two minutes and stopped them. Um, I saw a thing that uh, the, the MVP voters all had their votes in before the two minute warning. They had to have their votes in before really? the two minute warning. I, I, I think that if they waited if they waited until after the game, I think Aaron Donald would have had a pretty good chance to win, especially with that last drive. He had yeah. so many pressures, and then he had the game-winning sack. Not a sack, but basically the game-winning pressure. Hurry. Yeah. That should have been a sack, but obviously Burrow got it away at the end. But, um, no, I agree. I mean, it was a it was a really good game. One of the best postseasons I think we've had in, I would say, almost any sport in the last 10 or 20 yeah. years. Agreed. Really good games. Obviously, we can point to the Chiefs-Bills game, which was really, really good. Washington Bengals defy the odds every game. They were they were the underdog in I think every game, correct? Every team's favorite. Uh, probably Maybe probably they weren't for the Raiders, yeah. They okay. were favored. But a lot of people thought they would lose that game, and they beat every team they had to beat. They beat the Chiefs, they beat the Titans, they beat the Raiders. Ultimately, they did not beat the Rams. But I think the Bengals deserve a lot of credit. And shit, if they get a good offensive line this offseason. It might be over for the it might yeah. be over for the yeah. NFC North and the rest of the AFC, but we're gonna have to see, Davis. I think this is really, really intriguing for the AFC, where there's so many teams that can compete, and hopefully we'll be seeing our Eagles and the NFC competing soon. That could be a different talk for a different time, but yeah, um, right. It's just interesting. It's just so it was really cool, at least for me, to watch. You know, a team that usually has been terrible and has sucked, and has been like one of the most. Uh, definitive mediocre teams of all time in the Bengals finally have one run where they look like they were a superpower, but yeah, we'll, I mean, good for them. Underdog yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it was a great story and we'll see if the story continues or if that was the last chapter in the book of the Bengals. Um, but let's move on. Let's get away from the Super Bowl. Football is over. Unfortunately, Davis, let's talk about the thing that I think at least I've been waiting to talk about for a very, very long time. And let's start. James Harden is a Philadelphia 76er. How does that feel? It, it's it's good. It, you know, it's a good thing. And there's been a lot of debate around uh, around State College with us talking about it, especially during the yeah. Super Bowl with mm-hmm. our other Sixer friends. But, um, you know, I think that this is the move that Daryl Morey had to make. And, you yeah. know, looking at the offseason and even early in the season, we were talking maybe Malcolm Brogdon at first. But we ended up getting James Harden. You know, like that – the yeah. transition there, Maury did the right thing by waiting and holding out with Simmons's value. Basically, that his value would just increase as the trade deadline came closer. So this is a perfect trade for the Sixers. Um, I'm a little worried because they gave up Seth. Um, you know, and Seth, is a, Seth isn't a championship guy. He's not the guy that's going to lead you to a championship. But he is. He's that. You know, he's that fourth or fifth piece that can make it happen. You know totally. what I mean? Totally. So I think this is a good thing for the Sixers, and I'm excited for Harden to come back uh, after the All-Star break. Me too. Me too. I, I I agree with everything you said. I also think it sucks that we um, had to give up Drummond as well. He was, I think, one of the – I think probably the best Embiid backup we've had since Embiid got drafted. Um, you know, we can name Dwight Howard and whoever else, but I think Andre really, really did a good job this year so far. Um, he's probably going to need a lot more time in Brooklyn, so good on him. But – um, I mean, having Harden, it's just crazy to see. Like, it's so weird 
Um, today was the press conference, and they released some more pictures of him in the uniform. I know he practiced yesterday. It's just so weird to see him as a Sixer. We haven't had – I mean, excluding Embiid, we have not had a star like this in a very long time. Um, so, to me, it's just it's just cool to see that a guy that who has as much talent as he has wanted to be here. And right. he said in the press conference today that Philly was his last choice last year when he was leaving Houston. I don't know if I believe that. I, I think that might be a, a lie. Um, but, I mean, it, it's great. So let's talk about the Ben Simmons part. Ben Simmons is gone. He's now a Brooklyn Net. Uh, he also had his press conference today. Like, they both had him within 30 minutes of each other. Very weird. But yeah. uh, he didn't really say much. He said that, like, what they were like, what what exactly happened? He was like, oh, there's so much to say. It was just an internal matter, blah, blah, blah. Not giving him much of an answer. And now there's all of this media, like, defending him after – like they gave him shit. Like not just the Philly people. Like we did give him shit. Hands up, we did. We totally did. But yep. like everyone else, like dogged on this guy, and now everyone's taking it back, being like, "Oh, what a phenomenal talent! How could the Sixers trade him to the Nets?" Like I really don't understand. But how does it feel for you to have Simmons out of Philly and for this saga to finally be over, and we can concentrate on what's important: winning a fucking title? Yeah, I mean, you know it. It had to happen. It was bound to happen. And in Simmons' press conference today, he said, you know, he he basically said that he wasn't playing. not, And he he was unhappy personally, not with the organization, not with Doc Rivers, not with Joel Embiid, now which, doesn't make, which doesn't make any sense. It makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, like, I, I don't want to be that guy, but everyone's saying it. Like, how is Ben Simmons has been going through, you know, mental health treatment with the Sixers, and then he gets traded over the Nets, and he's completely fine. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's, Disrespectful. that's, that's a poor, it's, it's, a poor, it's a poor look on the NBA because totally. you can't, you can't, I know he was getting fined, but you can't have a guy making upwards of 20 to $25 million holding out because of just because he doesn't want to play there. Mm-hmm. And then he's saying it's mental health concerns. And like, I understand if you have mental health problems, I've had them, God, God knows I have, but like, there's people out there who really take this shit seriously. And for you to be like, I have mental health problems. And then you get traded and you're like, oh, I can't wait to go to Brooklyn. And he shows up. He shows up in Brooklyn at, on the bench last night. Like, it's just a bunch of weird bullshit. I, I don't really care that much. He's gone. He's not a sixer anymore. He's not our issue. Um, March 10th, though. Mark your calendars. Yeah. The Brooklyn Nets will be visiting Philadelphia for Which what's I saw, the I, game I of the saw. century. I saw that could be uh, right around when Simmons is going to come back. So yeah, he's not going to play for a little bit. So they they asked him about that, and he said, "I hope to play." So yeah, I hope you do, Ben. I know, I know this picture might be a little sad for some people. I don't know, uh, you know, it's it's great for us, but Harden, Harden is Harden practicing. Oh my gosh! Like I saw there, of course, everyone it was going crazy today on social media with Harden being at practice, but Mm. um. You know, I saw a video of him teaching Joel his step back and yeah. stuff. Like, I think that stuff is just so funny, and I can't, I can't wait Dude. for them to get on the court together. Dude, I, I'm sorry holding the mic, but if Embiid gets the hardened step back, it's over for y'all. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's over for y'all. Like, what are you going to do? Also, yeah. having a point guard now like Harden who can hit step back threes and hit threes in your face – I mean, it's it's over. I'm sorry, but the Sixers are going to win the title this year. Fuck. Why did I say that? But yeah, that's that's not that's not let's get that's a little aggressive. That's a yeah, little aggressive. I'm, I, I'm, I think we, I'm getting ahead of my. It's just it's he needs to perform in the playoffs first. Like, let's start. Let's talk about the issues with Harden. 
I hope he stays healthy because he never stays healthy. And it seems like his hamstring might actually be an issue. I think some people were probably saying like he didn't want to be in Brooklyn and maybe that was part of it, but I think his hamstring is an issue. So hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, he's had those weird ass games in like game six and seven where he just like doesn't show up mentally. Um, that disappears. Yeah. So uh, that's a little worrying for sure. But I think what's also nice is that he is not the best player on this team. Um, we can agree that forever, but I, I think right now this it's obviously Embiid's team, but he is the best player on this team. He is the one who's going to have to perform in the playoffs. And if we can get even a quarter out of the potential that Harden can get, we're good. Because let's let's remind ourselves, Maury did not give up Maxi or Thibel. We gave up two first. One is a twenty twenty seven. So fucking great job. Yeah. No, that's um, huge. But. We also have Tobias, too, which I think is huge because he, he's been on fire recently. He deserves a lot of credit. But a starting lineup with some com- combination of Harden, Maxi, uh, Tobias, Embiid, and maybe Matisse slash Danny, I, I really I'm, I think that's a really, really good lineup. Um, but the Sixers, I think they did what they had to do. I'm glad we pulled the trigger. Um, there's a little bit of confusion on whether or not Harden is opting in or not. Uh, Shams yeah, got traded that he did, and then the reports that he didn't, and then he said in the press conference today that he was gonna, and then I well, saw as well that he missed the deadline to file the paperwork for it. Right. So I don't know what's going on with that. I, I hope he's opting in so we don't have to pay him this offseason. Um, yeah, I mean that that's 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 a big part of it for my in my opinion because yeah. I don't want to pay him for four or five years. Like if we give no. him the max, we'll be giving him upwards of fifty million dollars. When he's, when he's 38 years old, like no we fact. can't be doing that, uh, you know, especially with Joel on the roster still. And, uh, you know, we need to save some money to get some other guys. Like, that, mm-hmm. that's a big part of it. Totally. Um, but yeah, closing thoughts on this trade. We'll, we'll talk about some other trades real quick. But, um, I, I'm I could not be more excited that James Harden is a sixer. Also, more part of that happiness is that Ben Simmons is gone. But, uh, just having a caliber of player like Harden is crazy that we even got him i mean we've had Allen iverson we've had dr j we've had wilt but like no one like this that can score like he has at, at an insane clip and also have insane playmaking that will just add and i think maxi's gonna thrive i think thibel will continue to thrive because also people are not forgetting thibel has been getting a lot better as a shooter yeah he's he not has. Shooting as much but i think he's been like five for five in his last two games i, I don't wow. think he's the shot um but I'm, I'm excited. So let's move on to some other trades real quick. I just want to get your thoughts on them. Why the fuck did the tr- the Kings trade Tyrese Halberton? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Why um, did they do that? That was so weird. I, you know, I think it's, um, I have to say it's got to be that Sacramento pressure. They haven't yeah. like made the playoffs in like God knows how long. Like, I don't mm. even know. Like maybe upwards of 15 years. They uh, they probably haven't made the playoffs. Um, how long have since uh, the, that? crazy series they had with the lakers right yeah well that was in 2000 i think so that that was the chris weber year um yeah but i don't know if they made it maybe a year after that like that, that, that's 22 years know. ago so it could yeah. be longer it could be like 20 years i don't know if you want to fact check that real quick but i think that um i think this was definitely a win for the pacers like they're getting halliburton and they're getting younger uh, and i think that they're they're definitely trending up for the future you know i think that the the model in the nba is you know, you play really well, and then you rebuild, and then you go back to the top. There's no, there's no middle ground. 
No, the Kings made the playoffs in 06. So, was 06. so yeah, so like 16 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the Kings, you know, getting Sabonis, I'm a big Sabonis guy. Um, I really do like him, especially mm-hmm. the last year with the Pacers played really well. This year, he hasn't been as good. Um, and I think the Divan, DiVincenzo pickup was decent, but you know, they had to give up Buddy Heald too, like yeah. another guy who has been, uh, you know, a solid, a solid shooter. He's mm-hmm. been like that Seth Curry type of guy. He can, except he can create a shot better than Seth. Yeah. You know, he's that guy. He, he's that fourth or fifth piece on a roster that could change him, change him around. And uh, I so I think the, the, the effects of not trading for him as well. Right. So I think the Pacers definitely won this trade. Oh, hands down, hands down. They won this trade. Um, I think then also, people. also let's get into Bagley then going to the Pistons. Yeah. I, I like that a lot too. I think uh, Bagley with Kate Cunningham and Detroit could be really good as long as you know Bagley gets an opportunity to play. But I, one more thing about the Kings trade: um, it sucks they traded Halliburton. I think it was probably not the smartest thing they could have done. But I, I think it maybe more to think about. It, I think it might, maybe it was a necessary thing for the Kings. I think they needed to choose between Fox and Halliburton who they wanted to go with going forward, and they needed to build around him. And they got a playmaking center slash forward that can shoot score do his own, do his own thing and that might help them you know build their offense out more um rather than having two guards that they're trying to pick between although i think halberton is probably the better of the two and indiana got a great return for sabonis and they still have miles turner they still have chris Girati. they have buddy heel now um jalen smith has been playing well since he got traded there your boy um yep. So I think the Pacers probably won that trade. Let's talk about one more trade real quick. Um, let's actually just run through. The, just give me your thoughts. So Bagley to the Pistons. What do you think about that? I love it. I, I think this might be the most – and, you know, obviously everyone's talking about Halliburton. And I don't want to say underrated because or, or like best young piece moved because, of course, mm-hmm. that's going to be Halliburton. But I think this Bagley trade – uh, him going to the Pistons, it's exactly what Detroit needed to do. They needed to pair Cade Cunningham up with another young forward who can score. Uh, I think this is exactly the move Detroit needed to make. Yeah, especially if uh, they are going to get rid of Jeremy Grant this offseason. Mm-hmm. Um, another one, let's go over. C.J. McCollum is uh, a Pelican now. And in his first three games, he's been playing really well. Um, I think he had like 26 last night and he had 36 the night before. Uh, what do you think about that for the Pelicans? I think the Pelicans are trying to go all in. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's tough to go all in when you got some a pretty stacked West, when you got the Warriors and the Suns up there. Uh, and then, you know, you obviously got some other teams, like if, if you want to say the Lakers, sure. But, like, um, I think that the, the Pelicans trying to go all in is the wrong move right now. You know, they don't yeah. have Zion. Like, no. they don't have their centerpiece right now. And – you know, we'll see if it works out for them. Like, but I, I only I see a second round exit as a as their ceiling right now. If they even make the playoffs, which they probably right, will. Their floor is not making the playoffs. Yeah, and they looked really good before the trade. Like Josh Hart was playing really well for them. He is now in Portland. Um, Brandon Ingram has been playing well. I think Devontae Graham has also been playing well. Valanciunas has fit well there. But you're right. I mean, they don't have Zion. Um, I feel like this is maybe a move for next year, but Zion will he even play? Will he be in shape? Who knows? And let me um, say real quick before you move on, the the Dame Dame's alone. Dame's yeah. alone in Portland. I think this is the yeah. time Portland needs to get rid of him around the offseason because I think uh, you know, Portland's been stuck in mediocrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's exactly what the 
you know, the NBA system uh, hates, you know, you always see the best two teams, uh, you know, maybe except the Bucks and the Suns. We didn't really expect the Suns to be up there, but, um, you know, it's always been Warriors, Cats. It's always been Spurs, you know, 90s Bulls, been the best teams. So the Pelicans, uh, they're not there yet. And Portland, I think they're going to have to trust the process and, uh, you know, sell everything. Yeah. Um, here's a weird trade. If the Portland Trailblazers called the Sixers and said, all right, we're ready to talk um, Lillard, would you trade Harden for Lillard right now? Yes. Easy. Yeah. 100%. Would you add Dybul? Yes. Yeah? Yes, I would. I would. Wow. I definitely would. Wow. Well, oh, well, shit. My <laughs> chair just broke. You got um, anyway. excited about that, huh? Yeah, no, I got way too excited about that. Um, but no, I agree. Let's go on to the last trade that I just wanted to talk about real quick because it's funny. Um, Porzingis is a wizard. I, I don't know why the Mavericks did this. This is so fucking weird. They traded well, Dinwiddie for Porzingis. Right. It's funny because Dinwiddie like, was apparently having – massive problems in yeah. uh, in washington so they were like just ready to get rid of him and dallas was like oh like you want Kristaps? like here you go i guess uh i don't understand so- this move for actually for the mavericks mostly i don't they they needed a big man they needed a number two to pair with luca and now you got like just a bunch of guards and shooters like who is there i don't even know who their center or big man is like uh, i know their probably center. Uh, their, their center is a maxi kleber i think klebe oh or whatever my God. i think they, they need to – Hold on, let me fact check that. I don't know why they did that in the middle of the year when they're like the fifth seed in the West. I don't understand why they did that. Um, I understand – it's, it's about mediocrity. It, yeah. You need to get out of mediocrity. They have Dwight Powell. Maxi Cleaver mm. is their power forward. He's a he's a, sh- big, a good shooting power forward. He is. Um, but, but other than that – He's not going to win got a playoff series. got Davis Bertans. Um, I, don't, I, I don't remember if that's a part of that trade. I think I it is. I think he was. I think he was. So uh, – you know, but he was a, he was a sixer the, killer. Yeah, he is. I, I understand it for the Wizards because I think they're trying to um, get more talent in there to lure Beal back. And correct, you know, total. I I I, I kind of I like it. I, I think it could be good, especially since Kuzma has been popping off this year. Um, you know, I I don't, I don't really, I don't know. I think it's a weird trade. We'll see what happens with it. Anyway, yeah. weird shit. All right, Davis, let's wrap up with some of our favorite bets for tonight. Um, it's a great action night, a lot of basketball, college and pro, you know, the hockey on as well. Football is over, so it's time to get nitty-gritty. Davis, what do you like tonight? Oh, man, first one I like. Sorry, Ethan. It's going to be the Providence Friars, plus four and a half against Villanova. You know, no. Providence, they, you know, they had beat Wisconsin this year. They beat some other good teams in, uh, especially in the Big East. They're, I think they're they're twenty one and two right now. Um, Ken Palm, I don't know if you heard of Ken Palm ratings. Uh, if you're a big college basketball fan, I know Ken Palm is. Oh yeah, yeah. If you're a big college basketball fan, or you just want to learn more, definitely look up the Ken Palm ratings. It's really interesting. But Providence is ranked uh, eighth right now, and Ken Palm has them in the twenties. So that's an interesting thing to like look out for uh, with them. But they beat Xavier. They beat Marquette. This is all now in 2022. They beat Marquette and they beat Xavier. You know, they're coming up. They haven't lost since the 4th of January. Um, mm-hmm. And I like this Villanova team, but, you know, I'm, I, I like this number of four and a half. So I'm mm-hmm. taking Providence. Okay. All right. All right. Um, all right I, I'm, obviously, I'm taking Nova, but that should be a really good game tonight. I'm looking forward to that. Agreed. I'm definitely watching. Next one, I'm going Kentucky money line against Tennessee. Tennessee's a. 
a point or a point and a half point uh, favorite uh, at home, uh, depending on the book. Tennessee but is? I like, yeah, Tennessee's a favorite tonight, which is funny because I would probably have Kentucky in my top five right now. They're so talented. They've been beating great teams uh, the last you know month or so. Uh, they had a they got upset earlier this year. I'm pretty sure by by a team that definitely wasn't supposed to beat them. Uh, so I'll, I'll fact check that real quick, but I really like Kentucky, even on the road. I'll take, I'll take their money line. I don't wow, know, I not know the Tennessee's favorite. Um, I like that too. I like that too. And my last one has to be the T wolves over the Hornets. And it's five. And a half. I really like the Timberwolves. Even. I really, really like the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards is finding his stride right now. Yeah. he's It's, a it's hard to say, but cat cats playing really well too. Uh, Russell's starting to find his stride also in Minnesota. I mean, he's been out for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Um, but the Hornets team, they're without it being in front of me, I'm pretty sure they're probably a bottom ten, maybe even bottom five team when it comes defensively. And this T Wolves team can this Timberwolves team can score. Uh, I like the minus five and a half. Okay. I like that a lot. Um I have a parlay on tonight that has to go to the Sixers. That has to do with the Sixers Celtics game. Uh, it has something to do with like a bunch of points and the Sixers to win. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It should be a really good game. Uh, Sixers Celtics. That should be obviously good because it's the Celtics. But uh, there he is. There it is. Um, I like I like all of this to be honest. I think this could be a really high scoring game, um, and. I think most of these guys get it done. Tobias will always get around 15. Smart should be good for 10, especially if he starts going off with threes like he loves to do against the Sixers. Um, and uh, But the Celtics are, I think, the hottest team in the NBA right now. I think they've won eight straight. Yeah. Um, the Sixers are going to be without, obviously, James Harden. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. But Davis – it's a great show back, I think. We got a lot to work on, including our consistency. Um, we're going to upload this to YouTube soon, but make sure you keep subscribing, keep liking, keep sharing. We hear your support. We appreciate those of you who reach out to us one way or another and be like, we'd like listening to you. Shout out Will Mackley. Um, but we appreciate it a lot. Go Sixers. Go Flyers, and, uh, by the way, tonight. <laughs> Wow. Sidney Crosby's gonna score his 500th goal tonight. I know that's not that's not we're not big hockey guys, but go Flyers. Bob was gonna, Bob's gonna rub that in our faces. Yeah, he is. He is. He's already rubbed it in my face a little bit, and the game hasn't even started. Yeah. Well, that's what I'll tell you about the Sixers. Uh, Sixers, the Flyers, and the Penguins. Flyers suck. Go Nova. Go Cats. Um, but yeah, thank you for tuning in. We will keep posting videos, so stick around. Be patient. We are annoying, but we love you guys. Peace out.